Hey everybody, it's me, Annie, and this is my fourth podcast. This one's about carrots, and anybody that knows me, anybody that's been to my office, anybody that's seen the huge poster of carrots that I have there, knows how much I love them. In fact, the poster of carrots in my office is a poster that includes all the heirloom varieties as well. And a lot of times when kids come to the office to see me, they point to it and they say, I've never seen a carrot like this. I've never seen a carrot like that. Most of the time that's because people haven't seen heirloom carrots. They've only seen the more um, hybridized carrots that we see in the supermarket. But I like the big chunky carrots. I like the little carrots. I like the red carrots, I like the white carrots, I like the dark purple carrots, I like them all. I have a thing about carrots. And I attribute that to my sister, whose name was Carolyn. And my name for her, when I was a child and even as an adult, was Ka. always called her Ka. She got me into eating carrots because she taught me a very funny way to eat carrots when I was very young. What she used to do was she used to slice the carrots thin into matchsticks, and she used to put them into water, and she used to put the water in the refrigerator in a jar and leave them there for about an hour or so. And then she used to give me the carrots from the water. And they were extra, extra crunchy that way, and they were finger-sized for a little kid, so I enjoyed eating them. And then afterwards, I got a chance to drink the carrot water. The carrot water was so tasty. Sometimes I still do that. Sometimes I still put slices of carrots in water and stick them in the fridge and then drink the carrot water and eat the carrots. So I urge you to try it, even though it sounds silly to do. It's really fun, and it makes the carrots taste extra, extra sweet. Really nice. So... What's in carrots? Well, everybody knows that carrots are filled with vitamin A. And vitamin A is a good vitamin for your immune system. It's a great vitamin for your skin. And it sets off all other body processes that are part of rejuvenation. It is uh, a happy vitamin. I consider it a very happy vitamin. And I eat carrots all different ways. This is my season because this is when the carrots are most plentiful. And when I go to the farmer's market, I see all my different favorite carrot friends there. Lately, I've been buying very, very big, chunky carrots. And those are the carrots that I like to use for carrot soup. I'll give you my recipe for cream of carrot soup now. And I think you'll find that it's one of the easiest things you've ever made. It's cream of carrot soup, but there's no dairy in it. Because, as you know, I'm vegan. And I don't eat any dairy. The substitution for the dairy in the soup is not soy milk or rice milk or any of the other milks. It's actually oatmeal. And this is how you do it. You take your big chunky carrots and you cut them up into smaller chunks, maybe an inch or so long, and you bring a bit of a neutral flavored oil, I would suggest sunflower oil, to the heat in a pot, and you add the carrots, and you saute them for about maybe two minutes, 
and then you put a lid on. And you let them cook very, very slowly in that oil. And when I say slowly, I mean you don't want to hear any popping coming from inside the pot. So the happy carrots will be in the pot. And then you'll add one cut up onion and put that in the pot too. And you won't need to add any liquid to it right away because the onions have liquid in them. The carrots have liquid in them. And so they'll do quite well as long as the flame is turned down low. Now for a soup like this, I usually use one of my Le Creuset pots. Le Creuset is one of my favorite manufacturers. They make these absolutely wonderful cast iron pots that are coated with enamel. And the inside is a kind of creamy color and the outside is uh, any one of many rainbow colors that they're making them seasonally. And so I use different colored pots, different seasons. And for my carrot soup, of course, I like to use an orange pot. So I do that in my big orange Le Creuset pot. When you see that the carrot is slightly starting to stick to the bottom of the pan and the onion is slightly starting to brown a little bit, that's when I would suggest you add your liquid. And again, I'm choosing the same liquid to add that I did in previous recipes, which is Imagine Foods No Chicken Broth. I think it goes really well in this soup. So I'll add the no chicken broth to come up to about two inches above the layer of the carrots. And then I'll add a handful of quick cooking rolled oats. And make sure you use the quick cooking because you want them to dissolve into the stock fairly quickly. And put the lid back on again and let it cook away until you can pierce the carrots with a knife very easily. Once that's happened, you take one of my favorite cooking buddies, which is called an immersion blender. I think every kitchen should have an immersion blender. Immersion blenders are stick blenders. They're uh, a long stick with a revolving blade at the bottom that you control at the top with an on and off switch. And you immerse this in the soup and you blend it up that way. And if you do it like this, you don't have to transfer the soup to a blender and keep on doing it in small batches because when you blend hot liquids or hot substances, they tend to overflow. And that can be a little bit dangerous. This way you're putting the immersion blender directly into the pot. There's no danger at all. And you wind up with a wonderful, thick, creamy soup. Now, if you have to dilute it at all, of course, you can add a little bit more broth to that. And it makes a delicious soup. It's beyond compare. If the carrots that you've chosen are not quite sweet enough, you can put in a little drop of agave. You can choose whether you season this with a little bit of chickpea miso, which I do sometimes depending on the flavor of the carrots, or a little bit of herbamar sea salt. Either of those will give you a delicious result. Sometimes I find that the more piquant addition of a little bit of umeboshi vinegar is called for. So sometimes I'll do that. Now when I make the carrot soup, I like to have a little bit of contrast to it. So what I will do is I'll make some croutons. If 
have some leftover whole grain bread, I'll just cut it up into cubes. I'll toss it with a little bit of olive oil and again a tiny bit of more sea salt. And I'll lay the pieces out on a cookie sheet or a baking pan. I'll put them in the oven at 250 or 300 degrees. I don't want to really toast them, but I want to dry them out so they're crunchy. So once they are, I put them in a bowl and I serve them along with the soup. And people can put their own little topping of croutons on top of the carrot soup. It's so good. You'll love it. Another thing that I do with carrots is I do something called braised carrots. And you may see that the recipe is sort of similar to the carrot soup, but with a little bit of variation. Braised carrots are to be eaten as a side vegetable. And the way that I make them is I'll use the same horse carrots or big carrots that I like the most from the market, but you can do this with any carrots. And at this time, for this recipe, I'll slice them diagonally so that I wind up with big ovals. And I'll bring a little bit of neutral flavored oil to a heat in a pan, and I'll add the carrots to it, and I'll put a lid on, and I'll put them on low heat, just like that. Again, there's enough liquid in the carrots so that you don't have to add anything to them for a while but you'll see that they start giving up their liquid into the oil. Check them every three or four minutes. Maybe shake the pan around a little bit. And then take a look in there. If you see that they're starting to brown a little bit on the bottom, add a small amount of no chicken broth just to reach the top layer of the carrots and put the lid back on and let them cook happily away until all the liquid, well, almost all the liquid is gone, I would say you should still have about a tablespoon or so of liquid in the bottom. Then what I do to make them super delectable is I drizzle them with a little bit of agave syrup, and I give them a little bit of or more over the top, and I shake them in the pan. I put the lid back on, and I shake them in the pan to cover them with this delicious combination. And then I let them sit for five minutes to absorb the flavors. And that's what I call braised carrots. Well, anybody that's ever tasted my braised carrots will attest to the fact that even if they've never liked carrots before, they like those carrots. So I would urge you to try it. It's really, really good. Recently, I found out about a site that you guys should go check, which is www.carrotmuseum.com. The Carrot Museum is actually uh, a website where you can find lots of information about carrots, much more than I'd be able to tell you on my podcast, but some really interesting facts, some interesting concepts how to use them, more ideas about what they contain and how beneficial they are, and just all kinds of carrot tales and lore. It's really fun to go to, so I would urge you to take a look at that. Another thing I'd like you to look at is my favorite new magazine, which is called Lucky Peach. And Lucky Peach is published by McSweeney's, and it's a combination of many different chefs talking about different subjects. The issue that I have now is one about ramen. 
and it's a gorgeous, gorgeous magazine. It's beautiful visually, but it also has fabulous information from many different chefs. And I think you'll like it. So I would urge you to take a look at that. There is a recipe in there for a carrot broth that I think is totally divine. And that's also vegan, which I thought was really nice. So take a look at that recipe, because I think to make your own carrot broth in the way that they describe in the magazine would be really fun to do. So that's my podcast about carrots. I hope you guys enjoyed it. See you next time. Bye-bye.